saying hi it's your boy chef josh amigos y familia of the listeners of the family cast i have a sweet show for you today a sweet one not only because today's guest is a baker he is also a vegan baker and he is also a musician he is a musician who has been in a band called instead who i just played recently on the latest playlist episode i believe yes i did the one for halloween and he was in a band called knapsack and he is also now in a band called The Alligators. And he, like I said, he is a vegan baker. And we'll get into that conversation. It's Rich. Rich from Instead, to be precise. He played bass. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a fun one. We talk all about sweets and baking and veganism and music and all this kind of fun stuff. Because uh, we are like-minded in that sense. Yeah? So um, that was the Family Cast theme song. And I'm also going to play a little bit of instead now under under i mean not under but behind me i should say because i can do that it's my show i do what i want i do what i want and uh i wanted to say thanks again for listening to the family cast food and music is life yes yes indeed um you can find us everywhere on the internet uh instagram.com forward slash family the family cast and also there's a patreon if you wanted to support like that thank you very much it only takes a minute of your time to leave a review to leave a five-star review on apple or wherever you listen leave a review i mean but really what helps the most honestly share this all with your friends just share 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 just say hey i heard this episode it's cool i like it share one episode share all of them i don't care just help me out because um i'm just little old me i only have my one voice but with many voices we are strong that sounds like some kind of motivational speech, I know. But but anyways, uh, today's conversation with Rich was a fun one. I had fun. We did pairings. We had joy. We had fun. All that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And let's see what else. I always say that but because I, I forget. Because, um, yeah, we kind of got... <laughs> the more we talked about it, the more hungry I got. And I kind of started losing my mind a little bit, thinking about all the sugary snacks I had to have. So I hope that you are enjoying your day today. And, um, yeah, like I said, do me a solid share this show with a friend tell everybody because this is a fun one especially if you like uh early 80s uh southern california hardcore and punk and straight edge and all that kind of stuff instead was one of those bands for me so if you haven't heard instead that's i-n-s-t-e-d um you can find their compilation they have a long a compilation of all their stuff on indecision records which is one of the vinyl records i have and also that they're i don't know if it's their most well-known but like it's pretty accessible to get the one um get the one that came out in 1990 on epitaph records that's the one that age age is on the one that i played for you it's the album is called what we believe that was 1990 but uh yeah so you you might have seen that one in your collection without even knowing it you've probably heard their songs other bands have covered them there's a band called good riddance that i love who covered one of their songs feel their pain check that out um what else the i don't know i won't talk much more 
Um, I'm going to get into the conversation with Rich from Instead and Rocco's Sweets. That's the name of the bakery. Uh, we'll talk more after the after the interview, after the conversation. Okay. All right, everybody. Let's dig in. Morning, Rich. Hello. Good morning, there, hey, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking to Rich from a band called Instead, and also, Rich, why don't you tell us also what you're doing now these days? Uh, I'm currently I have a, a vegan bakery out in Arizona. I love that vegan bakery. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of vegan chefing myself. So um, someone I forget who's t- pointed me in your direction, um, or maybe it was you. You commented on something that we were both looking at with a vegan cooking or in the music oh, possible. or something like that. But um, yeah. yeah, fate steered me in your direction, and um, also instead is one of my faves. Cool. So this is perfect. You're perfect for a food and music pairing podcast. You know, um, and I'm a punk chef. You're you know punk rock we're probably from the same um maybe from the same uh genre not genres but circles of friends in southern california even yeah um, where, where did you grow up did you grow up in san diego area or san diego mostly san diego i was born in missouri then we moved around I, but i don't remember anything except san diego okay so i've been yeah i mean there. i was in orange county and, and i definitely came down to san diego and we definitely played san diego so oh, yeah uh, that's so awesome what are what are some of the bands you used to play with in san diego um amenity i think was one of the bands from down there um and then later, you know, after Instead, I did a series of a bunch of other bands and we'd come down there and play like Shea Cafe and things oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Probably. Love yeah. it. Very, very welcoming to uh, straight edge and vegan scene there, for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Have you, so have you been a vegan your whole life or? No, I, um, most of it though. I stopped eating uh, meat in 1985. Um, I'd, uh, a couple of guys that were selling me records over at Toxic Shock out in Pomona where they were already vegetarians and um, they were activists and they kind of got me into it. And it was pretty easy. I mean, I, I didn't eat a lot of meat when I was a little kid. We didn't really have a lot of money. So we, it wasn't like we were eating steak dinners and stuff. So uh, it was really easy to transition. And then um, and then it was the evolution from there of, of learning more and more and, and realizing, uh, you know, how cruel the dairy industry is and things like that. So from an early age, you were already uh aware you're already I was aware yeah yeah that's kind of that's yeah. really cool yeah. um did you did you so instead was always then uh in that vein of um vegetarian veganism straight edge from the yeah. get-go then yes um yeah i mean once i joined the band i wasn't the original bass player but once i joined uh the, the, the other members were getting into the vegetarian thing and they were all straight edge so it all made sense that we came together and then uh it was definitely a message that we spoke about from there on out you know? totally did you have a big hand in, in songwriting with the with most of the most of the songs yeah i mean once i got in there i definitely uh 
had my share you know in fact on what we believe the last record i did a lot of the the music and the and the lyrics Um, nice yeah that's and that's probably the one that i'm i think that's the one i'm most familiar with um i have the i have the indecision records um the kind of all all the discography compiled but i think what we believe was my first i'd say my first record that was um talking about the things you guys are talking about and trying to open my eyes and steer when I was discovering, you know, punk and all the different genres of punk as a whole, I think that um, instead it was definitely the ones that were, I was listening to the most as, as far as, cause there's like, you know, earth crisis and strife and other stuff like that, but yeah, little, that was a little too hardcore for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Instead it's a little more um, up my alley as far as energy wise. And, okay. Yeah. And yeah. That, that kind of shifted. They, they were kind of the generation after us. I, they were the kids that were probably going to the instead shows and then they formed and then the music kind of stylistically yeah. was shifting towards that harder stuff. And yeah. Cause instead it was pretty early on, um, I guess for in my days or my career, but um, yeah. It, um, the band was formed what early eighties then 86. Yeah. 86. Yeah. yeah, totally. So I, I didn't, so I wouldn't, I didn't even hear it until 93, 94 myself. Okay. Um, so I was like, "What? Where has this been? What is yeah. this?" And then you know, yeah, you gotta. You, sometimes you gotta dig back to the roots and find out what what was happening a little bit. Before. Oh yeah, exactly. Because yeah. um, and I was introduced to it through like you know videos, snowboarding and skateboarding videos, which are prevalent down here in Southern California, of course. Yeah. Um, and then we're gonna we'll probably jump around a tiny bit just because of timelines and stuff. And then you have. I mean, tell me about that no doubt thing on your wall right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, good friends of mine. Um, okay. We kind of grew up, you know, in the same area. So they're Orange sure. County. We were Orange County. Uh, yeah. We were actually making records and touring a little bit before they were, but they were definitely trying to uh, do that. And uh, I became really close friends with Tony. He was a bass player. He lived right mm-hmm. down the street. Awesome dude. And uh, we were just we were just really supportive of each other and mm-hmm. um, kind of in the same kind of blended same circles, you know, with the ska punk thing and. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so later on, as they got famous and sold millions of records, he, uh, <laughs> sent me one of those. As a, nice. Yeah. Did you ever uh, play in any kind of other other styles of bands? Was that like not not like Instead or? Yeah, I, after Instead, um, went on to do a, a more of a kind of college rock band, kind of like the Pixies and things like that. And that was with Steve with Instead and also Bear. So it was kind of like musically the same. But then we we had. Uh, the singer and songwriter uh, was this guy, Greg, and he wasn't really from the punk scene at all. He was just a guy in the garage and he liked more alternative music and he was a really good songwriter. So we kind of learned that style of music and it was, it was different. It had a post-punk sound to it, but it was definitely leaning more towards uh, pop songs, you know, rock songs like, like, you know, yeah. right early REM and X and nice. things like that. So I want to check that out. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. it was called, it was it was called Lidsville. Lidsville. It's hard to find the stuff, yeah, but uh, we say. didn't really do we didn't do much. We had a couple independent records and mm-hmm. some stuff laying around, but you you could probably find it um, online somewhere nowadays. Nice. Lidsville, yeah. all right, noted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I can give the, and then after that, then that lasted about five years, mm-hmm. and then um, and then we and then uh, Steve and I, as soon as I started playing with Steve, instead we pretty much played the whole time. Um, we did a band called Crash Cart after Lidsville, and that was more. Uh, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's still you know, that indie rock, a little bit more harder. Um, yeah. And we would we play with bands like At the Drive In and things like that. Oh, Jim. Um, <laughs> yeah, and 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 the the way I met the At the Drive In guys is I, I did a uh, I was playing in, in that band Knapsack. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Totally. Um, 
they were uh i re- recorded bass on their last album and, and and we toured and and we took out at the drive-in as the mm-hmm. opening act and i never heard about them at all mm-hmm. and uh i remember we i think we flew to like madison wisconsin or something like that it was the first show and um I remember just like, I want to see who this band's all about. And I was blown away by them. I ended yeah. up watching them every night on tour. I was so, uh, so we became really close friends and yeah. had a really fun tour. They blew me away the first time I heard them. Um, Cause I think they were on a punk compilation the first time I heard them. Yeah. And um, they came out of nowhere, like on their compilation too. I was like, totally. I like this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Live, it was a whole next level. It was un- mm-hmm. unreal to me. You know? I hadn't seen or heard anything like that really in my, at least in my travels, um, there might've been other bands like, like it, but I was like super into that. Um, yeah. but same, same with instead. Cause it wasn't, I mean, it was, it was punk and it was hardcore punk and it was fast and, you know, skateboard worthy and all this kind of stuff. And with a message. And, um, I don't think I, I don't think I actually got all that right. The first time I heard it, I was just like all about the energy and all about the, the oomph of it all you sound know? of it yeah yeah i was just like this is so awesome and then the, you know the more you dig into instead and orange county and even southern california roots you know of course the, the big ones you always hear about but like there's so many there's so many microcosms and all this other stuff and in the music scene but also but then we also have to talk about how you started getting into baking <laughs> yeah so well for number one I, w- I always had a sweet tooth even as a kid man okay i there love you sweets that was you where's know, your family from my, where's my family from yeah like what's where, where they all hail from heritage wise or oh um uh, my mom was born in sicily okay she, she came over uh in the 50s to america and, mm-hmm. and my dad um was born in germany and he came over they kind of came over the same time so both immigrants and I was, my both, brother and I were the first yeah. ones born uh, in America. That's so cool. Both, yeah. both of those cultures are very, uh, have very strong ties to sweets also. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, just growing up. And then um, when I, I moved out here uh, to Arizona back in 2011 and um, uh, I had gotten involved with a restaurant and mm-hmm. uh, it was a vegetarian restaurant, of course. And uh-huh. um through the process of, of owning that, um, I realized that people like it was an underserved market out here for sure for the vegan world, but, but in specifically the, the desserts, people were driving an hour just to come and get a slice of cake and things like that. And, um, once I I split, uh, partnerships with, with the, with my partner, business partner, and I decided just to, um, simplify things, you know, cause I didn't want 25 employees and all this, you know, food waste and things like that. And I thought, well, I'm going to do, do a sweet shop. And I just had, uh, uh, it was named it after my son Rocco. So it's called Rocco sweet shop. Um, and very so I Sicilian. thought, well, that's very, yeah, Sicilian. <laughs> very Sicilian. so, so I figured, well, I'll name it after him. I'll, I'll try to build this business up something to hand off to him as an option as he gets uh-huh. older. Uh-huh. And, um, and then I love sweets and it, it was just another, way to serve the vegan community out here, you know, do something like that. Since you've opened that, do you think it's been, um, has it made the vegan community, like not necessarily come out of the woodworks, but like, are you opening eyes of people who are not vegan to like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And in that time period, you know, when I moved out here, there was only three places to eat, you know, and and now there's 30, you know what I mean? And the, and and I was one of two or three bakers when I started uh, Rocco's Mm -hmm. and now there's, you know, 15, 20 people you can buy sweets from. So it's definitely growing. And um, 
niche full-on niche like are you did you do any of that in in orange county too or you started only in there no only out here you know it's funny when uh when i was in instead or whatever um actually tony from no doubt and i we invested in a a vegetarian restaurant uh, back in the early 90s and um that lasted about a year but we were just silent partners we had no control of it but that was a taste of like I told myself back then because I lost all my money I had. I'll never do that. I'll never do that. It was, you know, because I I did learn through there that it's a really, you know, slim margins for for restaurants and this and that. And I thought, I'll never do a restaurant again. That's that's crazy. And then here I am, like, you know, 15 years later out in Arizona. And and Tony, I actually brought in as a partner out here as well. Oh, cool. um, and um, and so that was that was interesting too. So we we're like. So once I did that, once we got done doing that, I was like, I'm not doing that again. I'm, I'll do, I'll do a dessert place. You know, how'd you end up doing it? Like in Arizona? I mean, going, how'd you end up going to Arizona to do that? Yeah. So, um, in 2008, 2009, the whole housing crisis, bank bailout and total mess. Um, I had a business out in California uh-huh. and that fell apart. I also had a marriage that fell apart and I lost my house and just oh. everything was kind of just crumbled, you know, in that, that era. And so my cousin uh, lives out here and also um, my friend Roger from Agnostic Front, he lived out here and he mm-hmm. said, you know, come out here. Uh, you've been through a lot lately and, you know, you can recover. It's pretty affordable and it's not too far from California. You can just kind of get away and True. get a breath of fresh air. And that's what I did. And I never went back. So, yeah. And what's uh, the What's the exact like city or whatever? That rock I'm in Gilbert. 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 Uh, okay, I know where that is. Yeah. 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 I mean, nice. so it's a suburb of Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was talking to my friend. Uh, it's kind of Phoenix is kind of like the greater area. Uh, you know, so if I hear Mesa or Tempe or Gilbert or anything like that, it's like, yeah, we're in Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So the average person. You know. The ASU, oh, that's in Phoenix. No, it's not, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's cool. So, so you're liking it? You'd, uh, you think you could expand to other cities and all that? Uh, you know, that's the thing. I always kind of go back and forth. Do I really want to turn this into this giant empire with seven stores and 50 employees? Or do I just want to keep it simple and, and have my life and my freedom and have it just sustain, sustainable enough to um, pass to the next generation? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I always ask that to my, my business owner friends. Like, where do you, you know, how do you, are you someone like, like yourself? They're like, it's kind of cool how it is now. Or some are like, the world and somewhere like you know i don't even know you know yeah it's it's a trip you know because i I don't know if i i don't know if i want to have a million you know be responsible for that Uh uh-huh it just seems like too much you know what i mean i like to i want to be able to travel and i want to be able to enjoy watching my son grow up and and have that freedom of 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 owning my own business but not having that giant um like i'm not a person that needs a lot of money i, I really don't i i, I kind of resign myself like i'm not going to be a millionaire you know yeah. uh, I, if i have just enough money to live and be happy and travel and see friends and do the things i, I enjoy to me that's success and i've i've recently right. dealt with that and thought about like even with my music you know um most of you know most people on the streets or, or family members I wasn't successful because I didn't have, I didn't have a house and giant cars and was on the radio and TV and all this stuff. But because in that, in their eyes, that's what success is. Right. Yeah. But for me, it's not. And so success was just making a record, you know, or or being at shows and tour. The next steps. Yeah. Yeah. And same thing with, with baking. It's like, I have a business it's, it, it, it operates, but because it's not in the supermarkets on the shelves, you know, it doesn't mean it's not successful, you know? 
right. or if I don't have 50, you know, uh, franchises or something. Um, That's you still have the kind of punk rock DIY ethos of yeah, definitely. And, you know, everything that is a success if you're doing it um, to your to your heart's content, kind of thing, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I feel like you know, in the in the vein of, uh, I feel like we're like minded in that sense of I don't know, just coming up through punk and hardcore. I think that's what we learned um, absolutely from, from that music itself and then like you know how big is too big until not not even using the words selling out or you know breaking through or anything like that but it's like this is fun i'm having fun this is enough this is right. like <laughs> this is pretty awesome where we're at and you know yeah um usually it's never enough you know that's a society kind of pushes on you always got always want more and more and more and more and that's the that's part of the issue you know yeah and i don't think that i think it's you know yeah I, th- I mean yeah i don't have to explain it to you you get it like it's like you know when it's time to grow you know when it's time to kind of do the thing and perfect yeah. your craft even like with baking and stuff like that yeah. um are you like are you do you are you hands-on do you do all the baking or do you have a t- i do all the baking yeah it's nice that's yeah. that's fun too see you're like you're you're still crafting and creating and right. you're you seem to be happy doing so, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. It's like, you, you try to find that balance of like, am I doing something I really enjoy? So it doesn't really feel like this grueling job, you know, where you have to go yeah. in, you know? Yeah. We do, we do a lot of vegan baking or vegan cooking and baking in my kitchen. Um, and we've even done vegan weddings and stuff like that, full, full menus and stuff. I think that because like, and those are usually like more of a Mexican menu because I think people don't realize that, Mexico is a third world country as, as a whole. And, um, uh, a lot of the food, a lot of the people can't afford meats and stuff like that too. So, um, and that's kind of how I grew up too. Um, so it's a luxury and that you get to, it's a luxury and a privilege. I've explained a lot to people in America that you get to choose your diet and in general, you get to choose to be vegan. Whereas some people are forced or don't have it. Don't even know what, you know, that meat is around for them or something like right. that. So it's yeah. kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird thing. Cause I'm right here on the border and I mean, Gilbert's not too far from another, the other part of the border and yeah. it's just a whole nother world literally. And we're over here choosing keto and paleo and whatever, totally. we do, whatever we want for a week. I'll try it. Right. I'll fast for a week to lose some, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, um, yeah, you have no idea, <laughs> but uh, I'm spoiled over here for sure. Kind of, yeah. But then if you can stick to, if you have the stick to itiveness of, you know, a lifelong vegetarian or vegan, I feel like that gets a little bit more respect from people who are just kind of trying things out. Um, you know, sure. So I feel like it's cool that you get to at the bakery, you get to open people's eyes and and mouths to this new, not a new diet, but like this new way of baking. Basically, like you know, there's yeah. no this. We use shortening instead of whatever you're using. You know, like. Yeah. Um, so it's fun when I get to do vegan foods and baking and stuff like that. I'm always actually surprised sometimes when my, when my vegan chef makes, she can make like donuts and like all these cakes and stuff like that. I'm like, this is vegan. What the, you know, <laughs> yeah. How did you do this? Well, yeah. Cause 30 years ago is you couldn't find a vegan donut anywhere or a cake was disgusting mm-hmm. tasting, you know, and that's where it has such oh, a, there's still bad ones out there. There's there still, still is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is. And that's the problem is you got to kind of find what's good and what's bad out there. And it has such a bad reputation from the past. So everyone just writes it all off as, uh, it's got to be dry. It's got to be not tasting good, but that's right. not, that's not the truth anymore. What was the problem before? What do you think was the breakthrough for that? Um, I just think other products that you use to put 
put uh, meals together, you know, were just not available or people didn't try, you know, like applesauce instead of eggs and, and yeah. realize it worked and it was still stayed moist and things like that. So she uses I think, that a lot. She uses applesauce. She uses uh, organic shortening, stuff like that. Um, yeah. And different things. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And I just think <laughs> products in general have come a long way. So you're able yeah. to, people are getting creative and it's, it's awesome. What, what's your favorite thing to bake? I, I specialize on cupcakes and cookies, you know, really, I, I just kind of mass produce those um, nice. different flavors, different, whatever, but that's why those are kind you, of my you ship them countrywide. I do. I, I ship the cookies, not the cupcakes. Okay. Yeah. I have some stores out in, in the Los Angeles area that I ship out too. Cool. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in order. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause holidays, um, give them to my vegan friends and stuff, or actually probably give them to my non-vegan friends. Honestly, they won't know the difference. If that's if what I don't I'm saying. Put the like, label on it. I'll be like, guess what? guess what you're eating, you know? <laughs> um, that's yeah. cool. So if you had to like, just real quick back to music and a sense, how would you, could you pair something, you know, could you do a pairing with like your bakery and some music? It doesn't have to be instead, it heck, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that. I mean, I, I, I don't know how to approach that really like musically sound wise. Like I listen to the punk rock all the time when I'm baking, you know, I'm putting on, me too. Yeah, so I enjoy that sound while I'm, you know, it's therapeutic to me. But as far as like <laughs> yeah, yeah. pairing stuff, I don't know if it's like lyrically, do I go like, well, I have a song called Feel Their Pain. It's about vegetarianism. I could pair that with yeah. a veggie burger. Or, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, that's a, that's, an, that's a quick one, like Feel Their Pain. Yesterday I, I, I put up Give Thanks. Uh, yeah, that could be a Thanksgiving thing. yeah. right there. <laughs> uh, or, but I, you know, I, I feel like Give Thanks is in a good, it's almost not necessarily the words give thanks, but my, one of my mantras is to be grateful, appreciative of what you have. Cause, cause I came up from, you know, from kind of a poverty, poverty, impoverished family mm -hmm. to, to a degree. I mean, I'm not rich, but I am not poor either right. compared to the world, you know? So I'm like, yeah, be grateful. You're successful. <laughs> I mean, dude, to other people's eyes, I'm like very successful. And then in America's eyes, I'm, I'm not, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of a weird, this weird, like, uh, vision of the world of something you have to be. I'm like, no, dude, I got family, friends, and a job I'm, and health. Like, what That's more? Right. What more, you know, is there besides eating delicious food? Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, so I know I always have punk rock and hardcore blaring in the kitchen. Uh, you know, um, I'm always trying to show my cooks new music uh, or stuff that I listen to or anything like that. So, like, in a sense, that's kind of pairing because that energy your energy goes into the cook, into the baking, you know? Okay. So yeah. your, your cookies are full of sugar, which provides energy or carbs that provide energy, you know, like you're giving right. nutrients to people through, through your sweet tooth and through your sweet tooth for punk rock and stuff like that. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so when I go, when, yeah. when I'm in the kitchen, I'll usually like tell Alexa to play, you know, some, a band usually has a pretty extensive catalog. Like I, I'll play rise against a lot. They're a newer band that I, that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. um and then but i'll go and do like bad religion i love you know and they have oh you know, nice 17 records to choose from so it just it can continuously play you know oh, so you stay on one artist for a long time sometimes i do yeah just just for the sake of easiness mm -hmm. um because i don't have my like i have playlists on spotify that i've created my top 50 punk songs and all that stuff like that but i, I they don't connect to uh, alexa over at the at the kitchen so wow. um I just tell her to, you know, play Bad Religion and, and it'll just like 
So the way, so Alexa doesn't, um, Alexa is only connected to Amazon music. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah. The Amazon prime, not, not the Spotify. Okay. I'll have to get those links from you anyways. Like we'll put them in the show notes. So everyone can hear your playlists. Are these playlists that you play at Rocco's like in a, in the front room or anything like that? Um, no, but I have playlists that, that people can, you know, just like, if they're wondering what I like, I ask Spotify playlists, I'll send you some. Oh yeah. We're wondering, um, just off the top of your head, what's your favorite bad religion song or album? Oh, I, one of the first punk records I ever heard was how could hell be any worse there yeah. came out in 82. Um, and I, I still love that record. I think it's a masterpiece. I really believe that that, that song from, or that record from top end to end is like, sounds perfect. The songs are great. The, the, the sequence of them, everything about them, even the lyrics are relevant today. Like I, I love that record so much. Seriously. I never get, never get bored with it. And they were like, High schoolers when they did that one, right? Yeah, unbelievable. Huh? <laughs> how did you? Where did you get the smarts me. to do this record? You know? Yeah, it blows me I away. Love, I love how in uh, Los Angeles is burning. He threw back to those lyrics. You know, mm-hmm. how could hell be yeah. anywhere? In the in the yeah, yeah. song, I'm like, what? He totally threw back to his first record. Um, yeah, yeah, I love that. I love. And then when they put "Suffer No Control" and "Against the Grain" out, those three in a row, I was like, oh, yeah. amazing. And that, and then they, the, Brett, you know put out the instead record and i was thrilled when they asked us to do an instead Seriously. record i was like wow wow and i think honestly i heard it because it was on epitaph okay yeah i mean totally. and that's how i got my hands on it because um they they were in a lot of the video skate videos and snowboarding yep. videos uh, as a label and um so i just started searching for the label searching out the label and, mm-hmm. I, and i saw it instead um and i thought this is awesome you know <laughs> all the songs had one all the titles had one word you know, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's, in, that makes it, my microphone. Um, my, uh, my, uh, I was like, well, the set list must look really easy, to, you know, easy to write or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, pain, whatever. <laughs> right, right. right. That was funny. When I was, like, when I was a kid, when I would go shopping for records, I would, um, two, two ways I would get them. I'd, I'd go, I'd flip the back over and see how many songs were on there. Cause if it had a lot of songs, that meant, meant it was probably really fast. And I love the faster, the better for punk rock. So I'd flip the back over, make sure I had, you know, a decent amount of songs. And oh, then, yeah. <laughs> and then what catches my eye, you know, I'm more of a visual person. So I'll walk into a record shop and I'll, you know, the stuff on the wall, um, I'll, I'll, I'll see like a battalion of saints record. And that will strike me because of the artwork of it. Whereas mm-hmm. uh, like bad brains rock for light. I didn't pick that up because it just looked kind of boring, even though oh, it was an incredible just, record. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Are you a, do you collect vinyl? I did. Um, I don't anymore. I sold a lot of it. I still have some, some stuff I like, but I, I used to have a, a giant record collection and oh, doubles man. and all that stuff. Yeah. You ever look back and see like, damn it, I should have. Kind of oh yeah. My record collection probably worth $150,000 by now, you know, but I don't. Oh, rich. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I mean, I um, played the records. I bought the records to play them. You know what I mean? And, and it really yeah, enjoyed me it. too. I'm, so, I'm more of like, I don't, I'm not trying to duplicate my CD collection or my cassette collection. Um, I just want rec- records from the bands that I maybe don't have on CD or whatever. Or, I mean, if it's a beautiful piece of art, I, I do that too, but I play them. I, they're spinning. Yeah. They're, not, they're not sealed. Yeah, you know? totally. And I don't, yeah. I don't flip them. I don't flip them at all. And then um, I, I had that instead of one right there. I like the way that one came out, the way that was laid out and stuff like that with the gatefold and double oh, album cool. there, you know, good, good job. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> It's funny, like I, I I think of a record like like Myron Threat, the you know I, I've bought it so many times on so many formats. You know what I mean? I've yeah. bought it the cassette, I bought the CD, I bought the, the vinyl, and then the vinyl came out in a different color. So it's like I bought that record, and then digital. Mm-hmm. 
yeah i think i think people do that with like bad religion and metallica like the bands that have have longevity in their yeah. careers and stuff like that but yeah i don't know um so and then i mean there's so much to say about bad religion but we're not here to talk about bad religion Richard. we're not here to talk about that <laughs> is that that rocco's crew shirt you're wearing is that merchandise you sell at the store yeah that is that is um yeah, it's a it's merchandise I sell at the store. So they, that's dope. They it, looks, it looks like a legit like hardcore crew kind of like. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of it was kind of a play on the whole like the mafia stuff, you know, and then the, you know, just to have a T-shirt for for Rocco's, you know, and employees to wear it and whatnot. Do you have um, like a theme on your menu? Is there like is it like a punk and straight edge like puns on the names of the? No, thing? I wish kind of like Donut Friend has all their uh, yeah yeah all exactly. their stuff named it. No, no, I didn't do that. It's just okay. it's, pretty, it's pretty basic, but. Um, <laughs> Funny. like this one's chocolate chip but it could be this mafia pun or whatever you know like, yeah totally it could be that i didn't i didn't get that creative with it i, I, I didn't i mean you're st- people are still digging the stuff so it doesn't matter you know yeah you don't you don't have to do it now but uh, <laughs> do you collaborate with any other like bakers or chefs out there at all doing stuff uh, i have not no i mean i'm friends with all the all the bakers out here and we're, we have mm. really good relationships but um i haven't collaborated on on um on anything no i haven't <laughs> well what's next for like rocco what do you, what's the big plan um i know you like you like where you're at but i, I like where i'm at just i mean grow it um you know just continue to grow it i gotta you know hire some uh hire some more people mm-hmm. and um just continue to grow it steadily organically and um yeah i, I do want to i do want to get into um get a baker in there that's really good with like a lot of the um holiday stuff you know like uh for valentine's day you get the heart cakes and the mm-hmm. cookies and all and for christmas you get the christmas tree and the santa claus yeah. face yeah. i don't do that stuff i do more like just it tastes good and that's it but yeah. with some of that fancy dancy like eye eye catching stuff i need to bring somebody in for that so i'll probably i'll probably do that uh for next year so i could be involved with all the holidays that's so funny that you say that about that particular thing because i feel like I feel like in, uh, instead it's kind of like that too. It's like good, no frills, straight ahead music, no stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like to the point, yeah. Your baking is like, this is a cookie. It's delicious. Take it. It's good. I don't need to embellish it with, you know, Dress it up with all kinds cookie. of frosting and stuff like that or whatever, or like yeah. go on the baking show or whatever. It's like, this is a chocolate chip cookie and take it early. You know, like it's good. And it's really good. You know? <laughs> I feel like that's how, I kind of feel like that's how it was with, uh instead you know taking that first bite of the cookie if you will or whatever with the, yeah. the record it's like I, I i i keep looking because i'm like looking at my speaker or whatever it's like you know and i listen to something and, I'm, and it catches me i like look at the speaker <laughs> like it's yeah, a person yeah. or something like that or it's sure. speaking to me right what, what's like, coming out of that thing <laughs> they call it a speaker it's it's speaking to me right yeah. um so it's like kind of like the same as like if you get your mind blown by you know baking or barbecue or whatever the case may be you know um do you and your in your touring travels or anything like that nowadays have you found any other inspirational restaurants or food establishments around the country or world that that you've been like yes yes (laughs) i'm just happy like i remember uh going to italy a few years ago and they they had a vegan restaurant i was thrilled you Hmm. know um so that that stuff didn't exist And, and touring through the through the country in america the first couple times we went through there we were living on taco bell and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah just to kind of get through and now you know you reach a place like new york and you've got 50 places to eat at and it just seems like uh things have really gotten 
It's a lot easier to be vegetarian or vegan these days. That's for sure. Yeah. With Del Taco selling beyond meat and yeah, um, even that. Yeah, exactly. All all the fast food players got into it and they didn't get in for ethical reasons. They got it because they're losing, you know, market share, but either way, it's an option for, yeah. yeah. Um, Would you ever put your stuff in like a place like that? Like a fast food place just because it's, you know, getting the vegan food out there. Uh, Yeah. I kind of go back. I probably wouldn't just because I feel like I, I, uh, that's not me. You know, they could find another company to to do that. I I love beyond Meat. Don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't want to put Rocco's cookies in Del Taco probably. (laughs) No, I heard the, I heard the, uh, you know, kind of the backlash stories of from the vegan community when beyond meat went into Burger King and Del Taco's because those guys are still doing the things they're doing to the, on the meat side, meat industry side. Um, right. Yeah. They're making change. Sure. But having beyond meat there, but they're still selling the Whopper, you know, like whatever. So I understand. Is that what you're talking about? Like you wouldn't do it. Yeah, absolutely. For me, it's more ethical. You know, it's not even, it's about the food for sure, but it's definitely, it's about the animals. You know what I mean? So my, my values are, you know, don't be cruel to animals. Don't, you know, and so I don't want to, affiliate my my product with with uh yeah that company or whatever you know what i mean I, i'm doing i'm doing it differently i'm not uh i don't know how to say it but I, I i i like the education piece basically if someone's gonna eat a cupcake and it's vegan then i can mm-hmm. explain to them why it's vegan and why i don't use dairy and eggs and things like that and and, and how cool. important it is for me to not use that stuff do you have that kind of stuff like up on your walls at your place or on the boxes or anything like that um, I mean, it says vegan on there and organic and all that good stuff like that. And I think as a, as the business grows, it'll definitely like there'll be shirts that will eventually come out. Because I had a T-shirt company as well called the Underground Faction that was all animal rights based. Yeah. And um, and I just shut that down through the pandemic. And I think what I'll do is start to incorporate some of those messages into the friendly Rocco's cupcakes, you know, and things like that. You'll start to see some of that more animal rights stuff to pop up um, in a less um, cool. harsh way. Yeah, that's a good idea. Like kind of slowly trickle that into, I mean, is the Gilbert and Phoenix area pretty welcoming to your message? Yeah, everyone's pretty, you know, the vegan community has really embraced my company for sure. And then the people um, that that don't know it's vegan, they love it one way or another. So well, that's really cool. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. In fact, when during the pandemic, I was selling, you know, dozens of cupcakes into the neighborhood here and they just were happy to have cupcakes. And they're like, wow, these are delicious. And then to let them know that they're vegan, they're just buying them because I delivered it to them, you know, yeah. and then I was local. But, <laughs> um, but to learn that it was vegan, I think I got some some new customers just on that alone. But there you go. That's really cool. Um, yeah. Was there any like entrepreneurial spirit in your family itself, like musically or business wise like this, like you? Um, where did that come from? Wise, no, I mean, both <laughs> where did all this come from, Rich? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, music for sure. I mean, my grandfather back in Sicily, he was the maestro of music. He was a, uh, he was pretty popular out there, and he knew how to play, you know, fifteen different instruments. And he would, oh, wow. they would hire him from city to city to teach their bands to do the traditional stuff that they would do there. And nice. But that that's probably where my musical interest came from, and it's in my blood. And a lot of my cousins like. Mm-hmm. sing or play an instrument and things like okay. that so yeah. it's, it's definitely, definitely in the family blood. definitely yeah. you're yeah. it's your own your own little uh cosa nostra yeah that's <laughs> yeah, for sure so, that's fun um do you, so do you, speak, that. do you speak sicilian italian uh a little bit yeah you know it's funny because um growing up no i just would hear my mom talking to you know her sister or something like that and i never really knew and then um i ended up taking her back to sicily for her 50th birthday 
And I was so excited, you know, because she knew the language and all this great stuff. And I remember landing in Rome because we had a stopover and uh, we get off the plane. And everyone's da, 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 da. And I was like, what are they saying? And my mom looks over at me. And she goes, I don't know. I go, what? I go, what do you mean? You don't know you're born here. She goes, I don't know what they're saying. This is like, then I realized there's a pretty distinct difference between Sicilian and Italian dialects. And so by the time we flew into Palermo, she was at home and she knew every word they were saying and could communicate, but she was like, it is very different. Like, um, and so, and then I realized that. So now I know enough to, to say he's speaking Sicilian or he's speaking Italian. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So yeah. That's, that's really good. Cool. I know, you know, I picked it up for, I was going over there every year after a while. And, um, so I, I learned it pretty good. I wasn't fluent, but I can get by pretty good. Um, and, that's and, a, you know. is there a, is there a thriving punk rock scene in Sicily or Italy? Um, in Italy, I know there's always, you know, people always play Milan and Bologna and Rome and some of those bigger towns. So I know that there's a scene there and there's, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably pretty underground. There's probably the squats and all that stuff too. Um, in Sicily, I didn't see anything. I know my friends in agnostic front, they've played there. So I know that there's, there's obviously some sort of a scene there. I didn't see it on the streets or anything when I was out there. So it means to be seen. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Very underground for sure. Everything's underground over there. It literally. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite Italian places here in San Diego is, uh, Civico 1843. And, um, they, they do everything like in-house. They, um, not, it's not uh, like everything. They're doing charcuterie and pasta and everything like that. But they have a whole vegan menu to us. And it's a awesome. secret menu. So if you ask if they have anything vegan, they'll bust out a whole new menu. Oh, wow. And, all, and the pastas and everything like that. Of course, not. they don't have uh, salumis like that. But they have. And it's, and it's, it's super legit. It's really good food. You know, oh. I love it. So um, if I have vegan or vegetarian friends uh, coming into town, that's a good place. Cause it's kind of close to the airport. And I mean, it's in little Italy here. Um, oh, cool. How far are you from little Italy? I'm pretty close. Um, yeah. I'm just maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 minute drive to there. Okay. Um, so that's uh, of course the Italian hub of the, of the area, but there's, there's Italian restaurants scattered all around my first restaurant job ever um, straight out of high school. I, it was an Italian restaurant. Oh, cool. Um, Louis Cucina Italiana Luigi's, but, um, I was a busser. <laughs> but, and then of course, like all the people in the kitchen were, um, not Italian. They were, you know, from Mexico and Ecuador and stuff like that. But sure. so they all spoke a mix of Italian and, and Spanish. Um, but I learned, I learned some Italian and cuisine from Luigi and Maria, the owners, but, uh, nice. pretty bomb, pretty bomb food. And so it still holds a big place in my, my culinary repertoire, oh, that's uh, cool. from, from, but it was funny though because I was learning from the the Mexican cooks uh, how to how to make all these Italian recipes. <laughs> that amazing. <laughs> it's so all it was recipe, really cool. I guess, right? It was super cool. Yeah, I mean they all learned from Luigi and Maria, mm-hmm. um, but Luigi and Maria were getting older. But okay. tiramisu from scratch and oh yeah, can you do a vegan tiramisu at all? They have them now. I've never tr- attempted it. It seems really complicated. <laughs> I know. I'm wondering how you would pull that off. But... Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff to get to replace. I, I stay away from that. And okay, then I don't yeah. want it to be not taste good. So because I'm used to tasting there, you know. Yeah. Do you do you sometimes eat non-vegan food when you're like with your mom or anything like that? No, my mom passed away uh, about 15 oh. years ago, but oh, I haven't. Um, no, I'm sorry. I, I but I haven't. Uh, I don't, I, I learned to, to live without like the, you know, cheese pizzas and all that stuff for a while yeah. until now, you know, now you got vegan everything. So, but I still haven't tried uh vegan cannoli cause I, I'm afraid to be let down. So. I think you might be let down. I mean, 
we tried it, I think at the kitchen once and we were, we got the shells perfect, but the filling was a little different, but we're going to, we're working on it. Yeah. I'll send some your way. If we, if we nail it, <laughs> you, ever nail it? If you think it's worthy. Yeah. Send it my if way. If we nail it. Yeah. Cause I know what it's supposed to taste like, you know, yeah. that's, how that's did, the, uh, how did you get into cooking? Man, I think it was, I think it was, uh, that was the, uh, Luigi. that job was the kicker into it. Cause I was raised, you know, with, by everybody in my family in the, so in the, on the, my Mexican grandparents were always in the kitchen. Okay. So I was always in the kitchen with them. Right. So, and, and it's funny too, because even yesterday we were with my mom for, uh, you know, we were all sitting around the table eating and she was telling a story of how her mom, my, my grandma used to just, she, she would like teach me in the kitchen, like just because I was always there. I wasn't yeah. like necessarily like teach me, teach me, but she was teaching me by, by proxy. Uh-huh. Um, so all the, all the Mexican cuisine and stuff like that. And I wasn't into it. I wasn't like trying to cook, but then right. it, stuck, it just stuck with me. Right. <clears throat> So then when I got the job with Luigi's and all the cooks were speaking Spanish, it reminded me of being with my grandparents and just cooking, you know, from my grandfather had a farm and a ranch. So we had like stuff, you know, from the land and, you know, mm-hmm. from the earth. So he would cook whatever was harvested and yeah. you know, freshly, you know, he wasn't vegan. So there was some, some chickens and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> so, but we were eating sustainably like that. Um, and so I learned, I was learning from that. So I know all their recipes that when I want to cook something like that, it just kind of flows naturally from cool. if it's that cuisine, you know, and I, and I can translate that into other cookings. Like if I wanted to cook something else, that's not Mexican. I can just take those techniques and I guess translate it into another, you know, heritage, but, um, and then, but, but at Luigi's and that was, I mean, that was what th- almost 30 years ago. Mm. Um, they told me it's okay to mess up it's okay to make something bad to know what something good is going to taste like. Yeah. Um, that's smart. Like it's okay to disappoint your clients a little bit to, cause it's so you can make it up to them, even though you get a first impression, right. if, you're first, if you mess up on that first impression, you like are, I guess, willing to take it or willing to fix it yeah. um, instead Learn. of give up or anything like that. So I learned a lot from that. And I think I was in, I was in a band and then going on tour, I was uh, always on the, on the cooking side, like feeding, you know, grilling people at the house or grilling stuff at people's houses. Sorry. And, um, it just kind of, without knowing it, without trying to really, uh, be the cook or the chef or whatever, it's just, I just lean gravitated towards it. I think because of the grandparents, you know, and, you know, I think that, and then in the restaurant industry, you just kind of go through all the different jobs, busing, serving, dishwashing, waiting, eventually in the kitchen, then cooking, line cook, you know, sous chef, chef. So, um, since I had so much love for the music industry and my record collection and, you know, my family's love for music, I think that I started doing pairings. My events were, excuse me, I would do like beer pairing dinners and wine pairing. So, and that would be either with a theme of like, we did a whole dinner based on Serge Gainsbourg, so it was like, you know, French upscale French cuisine with a, with a, like a kind of a sexy twist or something like, you know, okay. and that was a whole theme. And that opened my, that was with a, another team of chefs. It wasn't all my idea, but I was like, this is amazing. All the placemats were vinyl records oh, and cool. like every, every track had a course or every course had a track paired with it. Oh, nice. First course, we, the, the guy would put the record on, we'd listen to it do the, you know, eat or drink the stuff, the stuff. And then I was like, I'm in love with this. <laughs> so then I started doing it with, I did a whole brunch like that, I did coffee pairings. And then I did a whole uh, Valentine's dinner with port and sweets. Uh-huh. And then I did a whole, like, so there's all these cool pairings to do. And I was realizing that the music 
played a, an essential role in my, <clears throat> in my cooking career. Cause like you said, it's always on in the kitchen. Yeah. It's always on when I'm driving there or whatever. Um, and I feel like the energy of the music kind of, I can relate it to the food somehow, you know, or I can even put it on the menu, like, you know, punk rock rub or whatever the case may be. So yeah, yeah. I feel like it's part of your, your, I try to teach people at the dinners or at the events, like I want you to use all six senses when you're eating this or drinking this. So if I had like a Rocco's dessert, you know, <clears throat> we'd probably have a, a, a beverage pairing with it, whether it's coffee or a stout or anything like that. Um, here's why it works. Pick it, touch it with your hands, listen to this song, maybe buy instead or whatever. <laughs> like here's why, it, here's why it works is because yeah, yeah. you're using all six senses. And when you finish this course, the music will still be playing. You'll have the taste in your mouth. And so every time you hear that song, you'll remember this food. Oh, interesting. Every time you hear, every time you touch that, some, that food, you'll remember this song. Right. And it's going to spark these memories and people are like, Oh yeah. Okay. So they, I get messages or whatever. I heard that. I heard that song. I heard that instead song and it reminded me of your dinner. Or I had this coffee drink and it reminded me of that instead song or whatever. So I like that. Yeah. You're related to all that. It's, it's really playing on not playing, but like really touching people's emotions um, hmm. and senses. Cause I tell them to use six senses so they can use the sixth one being like kind of your, your inner self, like your, the whole tongue is your like umami and all that kind of stuff. So like knowing that they're using all six senses it just kind of really puts them in the moment nice. of tasting that stuff or listening to the thing you know because i'll start with music and end with music and everything else is in between it kind of so yeah i don't know like if i if it was like even if it was something simple like tea or coffee mm -hmm. we could do a whole thing on just that you know because it's a whole sensory experience sure so I, no, love I love it. I love the love for music. <laughs> and for me, I love music so much that I'm constantly listening to music. I don't yeah. watch TV so I can listen to records. I don't, when I'm driving, I have to make that decision. Do I want to call five friends and say hi, or do I want to listen <laughs> to two records? Yeah. So I'm yeah. constantly music, music, music yeah. all the time for me. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I have ADHD, so I think it, it helps me. It helps me yeah. focus. Actually. It's like, okay. you know, it helps other people who don't have ADHD. They're like, it's too crazy. And I think it's too crazy when there's not music playing. Yeah. You know, it, it really helps me narrow it in. So, you know, tempo, a tempo, like instead, or, yeah. um, you know, um, rise against or anything like that. It really helps me like zoom in to what I'm doing. If I really need to focus on a baking recipe, especially where it's uh -huh. scientific, scientifically measured and stuff like that yeah. versus awesome. just yeah. kind of like cooking on a feel. Um, I have to, I have to really try to do that. Yeah. Whereas it may, and if there's no music playing that, that allows my brain to kind of go into the room instead of being on, on these cookies or whatever, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. And that's when I mess up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so where's the music? <laughs> where's the music? Quick. Somebody put on converge. Um, so I'm, so I'm, uh, I, I feel like I need it. And it's like almost like addictive in a sense. It's my drug of choice. Um, yeah besides caffeine, you know? Um, but I feel like if I, like I said, if I don't have the music on, I'm like kind of lost in the kitchen. That's I'm like that too. Even when I go to a restaurant, if I go to a restaurant and there's no music playing, it's, it's odd to me. Number one, I can't stand other people eating and chewing loud and all that stuff. <laughs> so that's the first thing. So music, I need <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I like to have, a, a, I like to have music all the time. Seriously. Yeah. Are you, is there any kind of particular moods you like to set with the music? It's just not punk rock. 
Do you listen to anything else? Yeah, I listen to pretty much everything else except, you know, like bad hip hop and, and like bad country. You're kind of like, oh, you won't ever hear me hearing that <laughs> stuff. But I can, you know, I, it depends on what kind of mood. I'll listen to stuff that's really super mellow or stuff that's instrumental. Um, my my grandfather left behind a bunch of uh, great piano music. And so I've been listening to that a lot lately. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, it just depends on what kind of mood I'm in, you know. Totally. You know, I wanted to mention this. I'm looking at it right now. It is. I have a. a we. I do a a, a. a new band called the Alligators. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but yeah. this uh, the record just finally got here. We've been waiting for this thing for eight months. I don't know if you're familiar with the the, the mm-hmm. vinyl industry right now is a complete mess. Yeah. It's, and, a, it's, uh, it's a little backed up. Yeah, a little backed up. And we just got these, and I was just looking over it as I was talking about music, and yeah. I'm pretty proud of this thing. We finally really cool, got yeah. it in, and it's um, it's it's a singer of Agnostic Front. Yeah, I it's see Ronnie <laughs> from Instead. It's yeah. Reese. Um, That's cool. And it, it's a new record. It's called The Alligators um, Searching for the Truth. And I'm going to have to send Alligators. you this out. It's, it's not available digitally yet, but we do have the vinyl right there. Yeah, I saw you. And you have one of the older ones on your wall there, too, right? Yeah, that's the first record uh, that came out on Bridge Nine a few years back. Sick. I love Bridge Nine. Um, is the new one on Bridge Nine? New one, we put it out ourselves. Okay. So we just want it's really limited, um, and we just wanted to kind of control it ourselves. So we have a small amount of vinyl, like 500 copies, and cool. then um, we'll put it out digitally here, uh, probably at the new year. Gotcha, gotcha, cool. I I always put all that kind of info in the show notes too, if people want to like link to your merch store or your oh, or some cookies or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> Get some like you found you found a box of Instead shirts in your garage or something. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> your, your own merch store here. That's um, cool. Do you stay in touch with the guys in, instead at all or other bands? Yeah. Well, like I said, Steve, well, Steve um, yeah. Steve's in, in the alligators with me and um, he's actually, he just created a, a instead uh, Instagram page finally. And he's got some stuff that he wants to kind cool. of like push out. So to be, you know, keep an eye out for some instead stuff there. Nice. Um, and I talked to Kev. Um, we were just on the phone a couple, I think a couple of days ago. Uh-huh. Um, he's, he's living in Colorado. Kev instead. Yep, Kev instead. <laughs> yep. So we stay, we stay in touch. So, um all good 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 um what else do we need to know Get, you needed to drop some nuggets of wisdom on me from from like your family life or what you've learned or you know out of, over the years in music and baking now um stuff like that just what can what would you like to tell the people you know jeez i don't know um could be anything I, uh yeah i'm just trying to, th- I'm trying to think so many things are flashing before me i, I know, right? know if they're relevant or if they even make sense but um, yeah, for me, I've always, you know, I've always been into this sort of do it yourself way. Like I've never, you know, I've always had, you know, multiple jobs. I've always tried to do something on the side. I've always tried to work for myself. Um, I like being a part of building things with people. Um, and that, you know, I look back at things I've, I've done, uh, career wise. I haven't, I haven't had a really big career. I, I did music and I kind of yeah. like took a risk with that and it just, uh, I remember dropping out of college so many times I finally realized I, college wasn't for me. So now I'm doing music and, and, and I did music over and over and over again, different variations of it through my life. And I'm still doing it now. So that's always been in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I think when I got into, you know, the vegetarianism and the animal rights uh, piece of that, that became such an important part of my life um, that I try to align everything I do with, with those values, you know, yeah. that and being yeah. drug free and the whole straight edge thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Um, 
I'm in, I'm happy where I'm at right now. I have, I have music in my life. I have a, a business. So I work for myself. I don't have to answer to, you know, the stuff. And um, it all kind of ties in with things that I believe in. And and now I can yeah. uh, feed people and educate people on, on things that are important to me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know. Is there such thing as too many sweets? <laughs> no, I mean, unless, unless you, you know, you don't want to eat so many sweets that you become diabetic. Right. You know, yeah. as long as you're, you're staying healthy, exercising, I, you know, I, I eat sweets every day and I don't know yeah. if that's good or bad, but I, I try to, you know, I don't weigh 5,000 pounds and, you know, and I, I'm not unhealthy. So I, yeah. I know it's possible. I, um, I love sweets, you know, I have a sweet tooth. So Maria, I'm, Maria taught me that, uh, you, you, you know, you'll, you have to have a sweets every day. A red, cup of red wine, a glass of red wine and sweets is yeah. like how you stay alive. <laughs> I know a lot of people that have to have sweets every day. They either yeah. have a midnight snack or, or an after dinner deal or whatever. They feel lost without it. And that's kind of how I have been. I've been like that my whole life. And my son, he's seven and he's he's got a sweet tooth too. So he's following right along side awesome. of me. Yeah, she she would have like, you know, at least even if it's a bite of tiramisu or whatever, it's like, you know, your heart, one bite. your heart needs it. She says, yeah. your heart needs it. <laughs> um, your body craving it too, the sugar, you know? <laughs> but Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think, jumping back though to Bad Religion, real quick, yeah. Yeah. What, what what would you, would you pair, what one of your sweets would you pair with that, with Bad Religion as a whole? Bad Religion, one of my sweets. Think about this. <laughs> Hmm. I keep thinking of Brett. I, I don't know. Uh, it's all good. What, what are, maybe, yeah, like a banana, maybe like a banana cream cupcake or something, you know? Okay. How's that? Why is that? Why is that for? Like, I don't, this first thing that flashed in my head, I just, this, I thought Bear Religion and I thought that. That was the next is, thing. Is that because that's one of your favorite ones, favorite cupcakes? Because they're one of your favorite bands? I can't even say that. I love the carrot cake cupcakes, but I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I, I, I can't even answer why that just happened. That just happened that way. Okay, banana cream cupcakes, bad religion. Got it. I'll I'll try to figure out. I'll try to put them together. Like when I'm figure out, I guess just whip up a batch and put on yeah. and help anywhere. I guess or stuff <laughs> or something. I don't know. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the yeah. old stuff. Okay, the old stuff. Yeah, go um, the old stuff. Go the old way. Dude, so where can uh, where can everyone find you and and everything online? Are, are you yeah. pretty active on Instagram or? Uh, no, I, I'm really bad at social media. I, I really. Tr- I stay off it for a lot of reasons, but I know for business wise, it's important to be on there. So I'm on there, but very, not as good as I could be uh, okay. with that stuff. So, but you can find me. I mean, you could, I have a website, rockwithsweets.com. You mm-hmm. can order online. You can find me on Instagram at rockwithsweets as well. Also, I think Facebook, they're probably outdated and whatnot, but <laughs> if, you're in, if you're ever in town, you can look me up. Yeah. Um, Gilbert as. Yeah. That's cool. Rocco sweets. I love it. Um, and then we just now we're just gonna be looking for those those uh, the music puns on some, something special, right? Something some special. Yeah, I might, I might do that. Incorporate <laughs> that. Banana cream cupcake uh, punk rock uh, alligators record. I don't know. <laughs> something. Yeah, I'll yeah. figure something out. Seriously, um, when's your next? Are you doing a con- any concerts with the alligators like live? No, we've never we've never done a live show. That's the funny part. Out of all these years, it's always a side project, always a musical thing. Because okay. Roger has agnostic friend, he's always touring, and mm-hmm. me and Steve were just bored, and so you know I'd write songs and then we record. You. Yeah, so I get just, that itch. Yeah, I get that itch. So we so that's kind of what it was. It's always been a musical project. And mm-hmm. It probably will stay that way, especially now with all this lockdown stuff and restrictions yeah. on playing and touring and. Just seems messy so it sucks now like you know 
when you have concert tickets and then the show gets canceled because someone got you know get or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's, it's it must be so hard for musicians right now to, I mean. It's restaurants is hard too but like musicians when you're on tour and your show has to postpone or whatever you know <laughs> yeah i got you know i, I hadn't seen music for for two years and i finally just yeah. like last month got to see rancid was the first show you know and nice. it was wonderful and then nice. i was like and then bad religion was a couple of weeks later i got to see that and then the week after that was going to be circle jerks adolescence and negative approach and oh, i was cool. so excited for it and they canceled because somebody got covid oh man Dang so I was it. like, man, and then, they, and then they rescheduled for next year in June. So I was like, I got to wait almost a year. It's a gamble. Yeah. And you never know what's going to happen by then, you know, who knows? Just, I know. So that's, that's, I guess it's good that we have like the, the, the cooking careers to, to fall back on because right. everyone's got to eat, you know? That's right. Everyone yeah. needs their banana cream cupcakes and stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. That sounds really good, by the way, actually. I'm hungry. Yeah. It got me hungry. Um, cool, man. Um, I totally appreciate this time. Um, are you doing anything for like, do you do Black Friday kind of stuff at your place or? No, again, I'm bad at all that stuff. I'm pretty underground, pretty under, you know, like <laughs> underneath it all. So it's like, you won't see the fancy dancy cupcakes. You won't see the uh, the Black Friday big marketing campaign. You won't see yeah. all that social media hype and stuff. Hey, no problem. You keep it, you keep it legit and like, you know, DIY stuff, but you know, it's working. So who cares? Yeah. If you find me, you'll be rewarded somehow. <laughs> Where's where's Rich? He's baking. Okay, that's that's good. He's not out traveling the world when he's you know, whatever. Um, and then, uh, right, what what are you going to listen to today? What's what's your playlist like today? Ooh, good question. I haven't even thought about it, but um, I haven't even thought about it today. I was thinking <laughs> of Smiths this morning, though. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know why, but it's something mellow to kind of wake me up in the day. You know, get me get my day started. A lot of Smiths but, um, versus over Morrissey. You know. Yeah, I kind of, I don't, I'm not familiar with his material as much as the Smiths records. So yeah. I, I tend to kind of fall back to that. I kind of go old school a lot, you know, mm. I just, new stuff's harder for me, but, you know, and, and thinking about like listening to the Jim Ward thing last night, I, 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 I want to listen to his, uh, the Daggers record. So I think I'm going to put that on. That's a really good record. That's yeah. a really good one. Yeah. Um, oh, and then last question, you said, you know, you don't listen to bad country. I um, wanted to know what is like, is good country, like the old outlaw stuff, like Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash kind of. Well, it was kind of, it was my way of being nice saying, I really don't like country music. Oh, at all. Okay. <laughs> but like, if I had to choose it, I'd go back to like Patsy Cline and like, I, yeah. could, I could enjoy that, you know? The OG stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So I just, uh, I, I mean, I thought I knew it. I'm pretty sure I knew where you're, what you meant. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of pretty bad country in my eyes. Cause it's more like, it's more like pop. Uh, right. Yeah. So totally. Yeah. If you're not wearing a giant cowboy hat and, you know, sad, then it's not really that country, right? <laughs> I remember, um, you know, are you familiar with Stagecoach, the the, the festival out in California? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right I did a, I, I was out there with Rocco's doing, uh, selling cookies. Oh, cool. And um, <clears throat> that was one of the places where I could not put the word vegan at all because all the cowboys right. are like. This, you would have bacon in this. Or yeah, they would have like. They didn't know they were buying the cookies. No problem. They didn't realize it was vegan. But if I would have said that, they would have thrown the cookies at me. Oh, so it's not like on your on your tent or anything like that. Like it is when I when I if I do like Coachella, for example, is on there. No brainer. Yeah. Yeah. But when you do the when you do the country festival, 
and you have that sort of mentality change. You know, they want their their meat and potatoes, and they yeah. vegan is a foreign word to them. It's a scary word. And change your to, change your branding to say like you know classic cookies or something like yeah. that. <laughs> the, big, the big cookie, the big you know everything's got to be big and you know whatever. So. Exactly. Rocco's yeah. is you know big beefy like Sicilian dude like you know hey, nope he's just that kid over there. <laughs> yeah, vegan kid in the corner. Vegan kid in the corner. Yeah, I love it, dude. This was awesome. Cool. Thank you for uh, having me and, and reaching out. I really yeah. do appreciate talking and um, yeah, Seriously. just uh, stay in touch and let people know if you want to hear some of my music. I'll, I do. I do. We got to figure out a way to collaborate on uh, some, some baking and cooking stuff too. Like, you know, if you're ever in yeah. California or whatever, however we can do it, we can, we'll figure out a way. I have a friend in San Marcos. I need to go visit him. Seriously? Um, That's where my kitchen yeah. is. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we got to set that up then. I'll have okay. to come out for a couple of days, stay, stay at his place and then go to the kitchen. We can, we can cook. And oh yeah. Perfect. Punk rock. That'd okay. Be awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm there all the time, so we should make it happen. Cool. And there's a, what's the, uh, there was a Italian place over there. I think it was called like Carmela's or something like that. Are you familiar with that one? I was one of the chefs there. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. World. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my first like real, like, uh, cooking uh, Italian place cook where I was cooking it is besides Luigi. So I was cooking, oh. I was on the the Florentine station. Oh, wow. So, but they closed recently, right? They closed, re- they closed, you know, pandemic closing, but okay. okay. That's what happens. Uh, really, that was a really good place though. Is, yeah. did you, have you eaten there? Yeah, I ate there and, and my friend was pretty close to there. So I, I just, that was distinctly a good memory. So you would probably cook my food probably. Was probably oh, well, no, I wasn't, ago. I wasn't doing the vegan food, but, um, okay. Okay. but anyways I, that's funny that we both uh have been to that spot so small small world small world yeah cool well yeah i'll uh i'm gonna get running and uh good talking with you and uh, we'll stay in touch and I'll, I'll hopefully i'll see you definitely thanks a lot man cool man appreciate it we'll do right. it we'll, we should do a part two soon <laughs> let's, yeah let's do a part two you got okay it. take All care right, man. man all right bye Well, that was fun. I hope you got hungry like I did. <laughs> Talking with Rich Labate from Instead and Knapsack and The Alligators and so many other bands he probably didn't even tell me about because he's a he's a, a chill a chill dude. Um, I'm surprised he's, he wasn't so hyper from eating all this all the sugary sweets and stuff like that. But yeah, that's cool. Vegan baker? Are you kidding me? Um, yeah, he's over in Arizona. I don't know if you caught all this, all the the whole conversation, but definitely. Uh, he's got a sweet tooth and that's really cool. So, um, I already played some of his music in the beginning from his, his like uh, young, young person band instead. That was like probably, if, you know, the first bigger band that he was in that got, did records and stuff like that. But I'm going to play some songs from his other bands after the, after I talk to you right here real quick. Um, like I said, that was a fun conversation. I didn't expect him to be so cool and chill. Thank you, Rich, for joining me on this conversation. That was rad. I have a lot to learn about vegan baking. Um, I do, I dabble in it, and I do vegan cooking and menus and stuff like that. But vegan baking is something I haven't done as much of. So maybe I'll just, I'll just order from you. So I'm gonna put links in the show notes to all of his stuff, especially like Rocco's Sweets. You can definitely follow them on Instagram at Rocco's Sweets. R O C C O S S W E E T S. And also, of course. Um, instead has a new account on there. I'll link it all in the show notes so you can just click through and onto his pages 
order some cookies and sweets for the maybe for the holidays or maybe after um, after you've gotten your sugar rush or whatever. But hey, if you don't want to bake for people, maybe order them from Rich. He'll ship them to you. And um, I wanted to thank you again for listening to me on the Family Cast. Food and music is life. Yes. Rich is just but one example of the cool people in the music industry that are also doing food and vice versa. I have some more guests that I talk to that are doing cool things in the food and beverage industry who are who also are or were used to be involved in the music industries. So stick around for that. I have another playlist coming up. It's the holiday version. It's not all holiday music, but it's definitely the December version of the Kitchen Pairing playlist. So it's the holiday season. And like I said, um, it is now, what is it? I mean, it's kind of early December right now. That sounds like an emo band, doesn't it? The early December. It probably is. It probably was. I, I got to do my homework on the emo stuff. But um, yeah, I'll be. I'll probably putting be putting out maybe two more. I think this year after this episode, um, at least two more for you, my listeners, amigos y familia. So share the show. I can't believe it's already been almost one year of doing this. Um, definitely not doing it every week this year, but. It was a it was a cool pandemic project and all that kind of stuff. Maybe I'll do a year-end wrap-up or or after after the year-end. But anyways, just wanted to say thanks again. It's been a fun journey. It's been a fun little a little fun uh, project that I've accomplished. I think for my listeners and for myself, talking to people, getting to know people, getting to know new people. Um, but yeah, I uh, just wanted to say it's been it's been fun. So I encourage you if you have an idea for a podcast, just to go do it. If you need any pointers, ask me. There's plenty of other people out there that could also help you that, that know more than I do. But I know some stuff, and I know some things, and I would love to share it with you, my listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between, Chef Josh on the Family Cast. This is the Punk Chef Podcast. Like I said before, I am not the only punk chef, but I am a punk chef, So, and this is a podcast about that. So um, if you are a punk rocker, I, I applaud you. If you're emo, that's cool too. If you're goth, whatever, it doesn't matter. I like all kinds of music in the kitchen. And um, I'm going to be playing some of Rich's songs after this. From I'm going to play songs from, uh, he said he did one record with Knapsack, which, uh, um, which was uh, 1998. The conversation is ending starting now. But fun fact about that is there was no bass player actually listed on the credits for that. And now their bass player is Eddie from Thrice. But, um, so that's kind, of, that's kind of a cool little uh, Southern California connection there with knapsack underrated band in my opinion they if you at first listen if you hear this record you might think it's maybe jawbreaker or you know in the vein of braid or hum even if you like hum um love this record um so i'm gonna play a song from that and then i'm gonna play a song from his his uh band the alligators it's more of a hardcore definitely definitely more hardcore than knapsack um that's roger from agnostic front on vocals and steve from is that is also playing in the band with him so that's a fun there's, there's gonna be some fun ones I just have to pick which two tracks let me see let me see but before I play those songs I wanted to say please follow us on Instagram at the family cast and also I have patreon and you can go to linkter.ee forward slash family cast for all kinds of links for for different things ways you can support the show monetarily or just share it the, the easiest way honestly to help us out is to share it and leave a review that gets us in the it gets me in the eyes and ears of more people the more we share it with each other. Sharing is caring. Have you heard that before? And um, it's free. Pass it along. It's free. Um, I'm going to put some good links in the show notes to buy Rich's 
cookies, merchandise, records, all that stuff. Plus, there's always been a, there's a affiliate links so you can purchase things like uh, if you need to do a podcast or get more equipment. I have links for that with discounts and links to Essex Coffee Roasters and Liquid Death, uh, Mountain Spring Water. They have uh, they give me the discount codes for you, my listeners, because hey, you gotta stay hydrated and caffeinated, or or vice versa, caffeinated and hydrated, or both. So. Yeah, if you use the code FAMCAST, that's F-A-M-C-A-S-T, at checkout for either of those sites, you get some discounts. So do that, maybe for Christmas, maybe for the holidays. Get some fun stuff for you and your friends and family, okay? What else do I have for you? Um, I think that might be it for today. Um, As always, as always, it's your boy, Chef Josh. See me, meet me at Harvest Kitchen sometime. If you want to follow along, Instagram.com forward slash harvest underscore kitchen it's where you'll be seeing me and my team making all kinds of fun fun and crazy stuff vegan or not and all kinds of experimental foods and fun videos so check that out that's where i work that's from the chef that's where i do all these punk rock playlists actually in real life in the kitchen so <laughs> um look, looking forward to that yeah that's about it for now wash your hands keep yourself safe be nice to one another no matter what everyone believes about this or that vaccinations or masks and all that it just i want everyone to be safe and healthy and wise so yeah that's about all this ain't no rant i'm just saying be nice to each other okay if someone wants to believe something heck let them let them be just move on be cool with one another we got music and food to attend to all right hang on one sec let me cue up these songs okay rad i got two for you i'm gonna do one from his hardcore band with Roger from Agnostic Front, The Alligators, off their latest release. The song is called Don't You Tell Me What To Do. I really like the energy and the, the groove of it. If you love old school hardcore, you'd probably like The Alligators. This um, like SSD, negative approach, poison idea. That's kind of the vein of The Alligators, which I love, okay? Um, totally different genre from, you know, skate punk and stuff like that, but it's cool. It's cool to see him still doing that. And then I'm gonna end the show with Knapsack, because he played on one record and the song is called uh shape of the fear and i I really like also the energy of that song in a different way it's definitely more in the jawbreaker kind of emo vein less punk than uh the other stuff obviously but there's a good build up to the choruses each time the chori if you will the singer has good energy you can hear the the musicianship of everybody on the song it's a good. It's a good album overall. So if you get a chance, check out Knapsack. Check out their entire catalog. But this one in particular is. This conversation is ending right now. All right. Um, this is Chef Josh. It's been my pleasure. The pleasure is all on this side of the table. Trust me. Just kidding. Um, lots of references to Office Space in this one. Anyhow, I will talk to you all soon on the next episode, which is going to be my December pairing playlist. And I'll, until then, everybody, be radical, rock and roll, and. Ciao, ciao. Don't you tell me what to do! I get a fight of my own! I can think myself! You don't know what's best for me! I don't need your help! It's my life from me to live! I've learned through my mistakes! I'm following a different plan the one that I create! Don't you tell me what to do! Can't hold me back, just go away I want something more, you got nothing to say I won't be like you, you gotta be joking The walls you built, they're made to be broken 
I'm sitting here with little chef Xander. He makes some of the beats that you listen to on the show. What do you have to say, Zan? Hi, guys. That's it. You heard it here first on the Family Cast.